welcome B-Movie fans to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today, we have director DJ Sadai and actress Valerie Carr. They're here to talk about their film, Office Terror. DJ Valerie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you for joining. So what first inspired you guys to get involved in uh, filmmaking? Um, wow, that is a loaded question. Um, I think filmmaking for me started the first time I really saw an audience react to a comedy. Um, this was a long time ago. I was a kid, and I went to a preview screening of the movie The First Wives Club. And it was completely sold out, and I ended up having to spend the entire movie standing in the back. And watching the audience just laugh and have such a good time, it just made me feel like I want to do that. I like I want to entertain people and make them have a great time and forget their worries for a couple of hours. And so that kind of started me on my journey. Um, and then from there, I ended up going to film school um, at Chapman University, and they set me on my path to where I am now. So yeah, that was kind of the start, watching people's audience reaction. Can you tell us a little bit about Office Terror, maybe the general plot or ideas behind the film? Yeah, okay, so Office Terror, um, it's kind of about an office worker. Uh, Valerie Carr plays her, her name is Susan. And she has a very major deadline happening. Um, so she has to stay at the office all night to work. And so while she is there, strange things start to happen. And it was very fun to be on set with Valerie because she loves to improv. So she did some amazing improvs. I'll let her talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it was the office. Uh, location pretty late at night and it was kind of easy to kind of get into the park because it's very relatable a lot of people have deadlines that are due they have to work in offices that are pretty dark and deserted and so it it really was uh, easy to uh, feel feel the uh, terror (laughs) (laughs) yeah um we have a my office is very it's inherently creepy it's in a very creepy building and over one Thanksgiving recently um, there was a flood that happened in the floor above us so we had to vacate our office and the landlord only had this huge office like massive for like 50 people available so he kind of moved us into there and I saw the space and I'm like well we have to make a movie here because it, it was on the even creepier side of the building and it was a huge space and it was great a lot of space for like Steadicam dollies like you name it I could bring it in there and do it so um yeah we filmed it pretty quickly um and Valerie was great with improv so we kind of had a script a of what we wanted to do, and then she came in and just added layers on top of that, so it was really fun. Very cool. Kind of sounds like everything just came together pretty well. Yes, Deborah is a great director, so uh, it made you know my improv really easy when she said, "Oh, go for this feeling that," or you know, she's really great in directing. I do make my actors though do a lot of takes. I think that's like the number one complaint I get because I like to do it from every angle, and I'm one of those people where. You can fix certain things in post, but you can't fix everything in post. And you hear a lot of directors like, oh, we'll just fix it in post. It's like, no, I want to get the performance right. I don't want to have to worry about it later. I either get it or I don't get it. So I make them do a lot of takes, sadly, sometimes. But I try to get the best performance possible. 
but at least she's like very open to it and she will if she has to scream like 20 times in a row she will scream 20 times in a row <laughs> we do want the best performance you can give so uh <laughs> if you don't mind <laughs> What inspired the idea for Office Terror? What inspired the idea? Well, when I first got the office in this building, it was a very creepy building, and I kind of knew that I really wanted to shoot a horror there at some point. And then when we moved into this large office, I just thought it was the perfect time because it could just kind of, it kind of lent itself to horror um, just because it's very creepy, it's very large, um, and we used all naturalistic lighting. I didn't, even though all my equipment was there because it was my office, the lighting was just perfect. You know, I really didn't have to do much. There was like, you could see the moonlight through the window. Um, we went very naturalistic with it. So I think that really helped the situation and kind of just inspired everything because I was in there you know and we edit really late at night sometimes and it's very creepy and it's like oh this is just this is perfect we have to do this so yeah that's kind of how it came about <laughs> what would you say is the most unique aspect of office terror why someone would pick to see this over something else well I will say my actress number one Valerie is totally amazing um and i would say the originality the the special effects um we did some really cool things with our special effects and it's just kind of an original plot and it's very funny you know it's not just your straight horror we have moments of comedy in there it's i think it's more entertaining and funnier than some other things out there as well what qualities do you think make a great film and could you give us some examples of films that you would consider great examples of films we would consider great I think you know when you talk about great films one of my favorite horror films would be Psycho that is Hitchcock is the master and that was one of the first horror films that made me want to do horror just the way he shot it the performances like you cared about Marion Crane you cared if she got killed in that shower so I was really inspired by that movie in particular as one when it comes to horror. And I would say Hitchcock is some great filmmaking for sure. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that in relation to horror that Psycho probably uh, takes the cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, you know, I'd say when it comes to comedy, I think we both kind of agree on um, Billy Wilder and Some Like It Hot and The Apartment and some of those types of comedy movies that you care about the characters and they really are funny and make you laugh and draw you in there. And real character-based comedies, I think, are some of my favorite comedy filmmaking. Those are the great films. Are there any films you would consider a guilty pleasure? Films that you know aren't very good, but you enjoy them anyway? Okay, guilty pleasure movies. We actually had a conversation about this. Um, and for me, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, so I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. And I'm going to say I liked it because I thought some of the CGI at the time was really cool. And it, it inspired me to take animation class because at that point I was kind of back and forth on whether I wanted to do animation. And I had been seeing Attack of the Clones for the third time the same night that animation class started. And I was sitting through the movie, I'm like, you know, I'm watching this movie when I could be going out and actually like learning how to do some of this stuff. 
So that kind of inspired me to take animation class. So I have to kind of say that's like my number one guilty pleasure. But we were having a conversation about one other movie. And do you want to tell them? <laughs> okay, uh, Showgirls. I will say Showgirls is a total guilty pleasure because it's just, it's so bad. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's just... We agreed you, on that. Yeah, we agreed on that. And all you can do is laugh. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I think Stakes on the Plane is kind of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of, everyone can kind of relate to that. That's uh, great, but... <laughs> but it was entertainment. Very entertaining. It was fun entertainment. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can say I... I've, I've seen two out of three of those movies in theaters, and I loved seeing them in theaters, and, and I would watch them again. Showgirls I never saw in theaters, but I, I would watch it again. I, I have seen it, and yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> How do you guys feel about uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones? It has great action sequences, especially like the large scale, the uh, the final battle on uh, what is it? Um, the um, one sand planet that's exactly like the other sand planet. No, it doesn't have the sand. Oh yeah, I guess it is like a desert sand planet. Um, is it Genosians? I don't know. No, that's that that's that's X Men Genosha. Um, anyway, it's got the bug creatures, but uh, just that yeah. large scale battle is so it's done so in such a fantastical way. Um, is is what I like to say. Um, and then in the middle of that, you have the kind of duel between Samuel L. Jackson and uh, and Django Fett, and um, you know, just kind of shows how how badass Mace Windu is. Yeah, I, I can't remember most of the film. I just remember, I thought the action was cool, but I just thought the acting was terrible, and that's, like, what stood out for me with, for the most part of it. <laughs> yeah, everybody kind of gives it a bad rep because of the acting, but some of the CGI in it is really cool, and the character designs were really inspiring. I think they put, like, so much effort into that part of the movie, and it it did turn out, like, that final battle was really awesome. So, yeah, I kind of have to say that one. Yeah, and plus, like <laughs> you said, for the time, they, like, people really hadn't done CGI like that before. So it was, you know, somewhat revolutionary in its own way. Yeah. So we do love our guilty pleasure movies. <laughs> What advice would you give to somebody who wants to create their own independent film? What advice would we give to people who want to make an independent movie? Um, I would say, first off, the first thing I did when I went to film school is they gave me a camera. They gave me a camera and a bunch of equipment, and they said, just go out and film something. Without, like, any knowledge, they, you know, there was, like, nothing before that. It was just, go to the gold room, is what it was called, and you're going to get a list of equipment, and it was kind of, I don't know if you guys ever saw I Love Lucy, but there was an episode where Lucy gets a whole side of beef and doesn't realize how large that is. And they keep bringing all this beef in and she's like completely overwhelmed. That was me day one of film school because I ordered everything on the list that I could take out and they keep bringing out more and more and more equipment. And it's like, what did I get myself into? I can't fit all this in my car. And it was, you know, learning what a C-stand is and what a pancake is and what a C-47 is. And so I think what I would say to filmmakers out there is just, you know, even now you can just film on your phone. It doesn't have to be that complicated. So just go out there and make something and you'll learn from your mistakes and you'll learn just by doing it. So that would be my advice. 
about you? I would say just make the characters very relatable so people feel like that could be them and they could be going through this experience. And I just think that really makes the film more powerful. Yeah, that's good advice. I like that. Now, there's a, there's a very important question that Paul and I talk about here a lot, and uh, we've been debating it for years now, um, and we like to get everybody's input on that. So we like to know everyone's opinions on uh, what do you think about hairless cats? What do we think about hairless cats? Austin Powers is like the first thing that comes to mind when you say that, because that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Like, I can quote that movie. I just love that movie. Um Hairless cats and how it relates to what? Just, uh, just in general. Do you like them? Do you think they're cute? Do you think they're abominations? People seem to have very strong opinions on them, so we like to get um, everybody when you're kind of cold. <laughs> <laughs> you, feel, you feel for them without the fur that they're kind of cold. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve fur. <laughs> buy it, like a little coat or something like that. <laughs> They need fur. They should have some fur. (laughs) Yeah. No, I would agree with that. That's a good one. Um, I think they're cute. I don't know. I would pet a hairless cat or a furless cat. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I'm. I'm on the side of. I think they're adorable. They. They really remind me of like gremlins, but like the cuddly like. You can have them and they won't, you know, slit your throat in the middle of the night kind of gremlins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever I see them, my opinion is um, I think of the movie Jurassic Park and when they're all debating on whether or not it was ethical to bring dinosaurs back, I'm like, that to me is hairless cats. Like, we should have stopped long before and we just went way too far. Now we've got these poor little shivering creatures that was unethical to make them and I, I just think that that's like a sign that we've gone too far with science <laughs> I think you guys need to make a hairless cat movie <laughs> I want to see that sounds like you're very passionate about it so that's, yeah, that's I, the way you should go yeah that's the start of any great film is passion <laughs> there, there is a hairless cat movie coming out when we proposed this question to somebody uh, a while ago they told us about it called Moggy Creatures we haven't actually followed up to see like where where that is in production if when it's coming out. So yeah, it's an actual horror film where hairless cats. I'm assuming are the um, antagonists. So yeah, <laughs> to it. I feel like you could probably even if there was a hairless cat movie, you could probably do an entirely different take on it. That would be interesting enough that people would want to see both. <laughs> Do love their cats. I mean, when you think about cat videos on YouTube, that is some of the most popular videos out there. Oh, yeah. People and their cats. (laughs) My my favorite is the Bane Cat series. You uh, could dress them in good outfits. (laughs) (laughs) We'll film it from the hairless cat's perspective. We're like, you know, we'll see why he does this stuff and like how he feels about being a hairless cat. Yeah, I would watch this. Definitely. <laughs> I would definitely watch this. <laughs> so, uh, b- back back to the normal topic here. When is yeah. Office Terror scheduled for release? It is on the film festival circuit right now, um, and we are fielding offers from distributors. So I would just keep 
posted on our Twitter page and our Facebook page for when it's officially going to be released. Um, our Twitter handle is at Office Terror Move, M-O-V. Um, and you can find links to our Facebook page there. Our website is www.majesticentertainmentinc.com. So we keep everything updated very regularly. Um, Twitter is probably the number one place that we're there practically daily. Um, and we're very proud of our followers. We are almost up to 6,000 right now on Twitter. So we're happy that people seem to be connecting with the trailer and like the film so far from what they've seen. So we're excited about that. There you have it, B-Movie fans, Office Terror, a horror film directed by DJ Sedai and starring Valerie Carr. DJ Valerie, thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show. Thank you. We enjoyed being here. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you.